Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast, the 14th of November, 2023. Happy Tuesday to you. Yeah, I needed to think about what day of the week it was, but you know what? Who cares? It's Tuesday, which means we made it past Monday, which is really all you can hope for out of a Monday. Don't forget about the week in effing review and your chance to support the program. Any amount is appreciated. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek Hunter dot locals dot com check it out if you will see vous play merci beaucoup thank you so much to those of you who support the show it really does mean the world to me because otherwise it's just you know this it's it's tangible feedback and it is it's like the tip jar realistically and so i appreciate the hell out of it okay <sighs> let's get to the news today there's a bunch of news today there's a bunch of stuff today and I've got to start off, I hate doing this because it seems like a broken record, but there's always new reasons to do this. And at some point I'll tell you, and some of you will believe me and others of you won't, that I genuinely do hope that Donald Trump becomes a good candidate for president of the United States. I would like nothing more than to be, you know, if Donald Trump is the nominee, I think it'd much more likely that he will be the nominee and not become a better candidate than he is. But uh, I would prefer a better candidate. And if he's going to be the nominee, I hope he becomes a better candidate. What am I talking about? What am I talking about now? You're probably sitting there going, what now? What now? What now? The biggest problem that Republicans have and the biggest problem that Donald Trump has is that he spends so much of his time and burns so much of his energy in ways that are counterproductive to convincing people to vote for him. Now, you're sitting there going, no, what are you talking about? I'm going to vote for him no matter what. I would vote if he's the nominee. I will vote for him no matter what, too. But we're not the decision makers. The decision makers in electoral politics are the 5 to 7% of people who can vote for Barack Obama and then turn and vote for Donald Trump. Those people. Those people who are looking at Biden's economy and going, this sucks. This sucks. People who voted for Joe Biden three years ago because they did not like Donald Trump. And you're going to get some of them because Joe Biden is such a terrible president. But you're also going to lose some of them because they voted against Donald Trump because they hate him. And they're going to continue to hate him. So when you, you see Trump... He is preaching to the choir. Oh, he draws such big crowds. He drew huge crowds in 2020, remember? He draws such big crowds. It doesn't matter. If it's all people who are going to vote for you no matter what, that's great. That's great. They need to be catered to. They need to have the red meat thrown to them and all of that. But if you are not forever growing the number of people who are going to vote for you, even if it's just begrudgingly, fine, I'll vote for him then you're going to lose because each party starts off with about 37% of the vote, 37 to 40% of the vote, and it's about fighting over the rest of the people. Now you deal with percentages and you're saying, wait a second, that's a lot more than 5 to 7% in between. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't show up. The percentages shrink. But in general, you've got that percentage of people who are likely to vote for you. 
If you don't expand from there, you're going to lose. Your being the most popular loser still means you're a loser. You've got to remember that in politics, it is about the total, not the fervency, not the passion. There are lots of people who ran for president of the United States in the past who had very, very passionate supporters who lost because there weren't enough of them. You don't have to be a passionate supporter. You have to be somebody who's willing, you have to get somebody's vote. So the best way to do that is to be a better candidate, to make a case for yourself. It's understood you're running against somebody that they suck. Otherwise, you wouldn't go, you know what? I'm running against this guy who's pretty damn good. I happens to be my favorite president, but we got to run somebody against him. Nobody's going to do that. It would be wrong. It would be stupid to do that. So you have to differentiate yourself. This is what I would do compared to what they have done or what they will do period, end of story. In the argument, in making that argument, what you have to do is avoid screwing up. I put it a different way. You have to avoid giving ammunition to your opponents. All right? You can't do... Donald Trump survived that because that was kind of his shtick. I'm a novice. I'm not a politician. I'm not this. I'm not that in 2016. Well, Donald Trump is a politician now, like it or not. And it doesn't matter what you think of that statement. He's been president of the United States. When you Once you get elected to something, you're a politician. Realistically, once you run for something, you're a politician. But once you've been elected, once you serve in that position, you're a politician. It doesn't matter how you act in that office. You are a politician. And you think that he's doing some of this stuff by accident. You're not paying attention. He's very calculated. He knows exactly what he's doing. And a lot of times it works out and other times it doesn't. But I can't just sit by and pretend that it, you know, is great or I don't think it's, I think it's a good thing. There are plenty of happy whores in the media who will parade around with Donald Trump at public events, who will have him on and talk about how wonderful he is and call him the boss and kiss up to him and whatever. That's fine. That's what they do. There is a lot of money to be made in lying and being a fraud. Some of these people I know, some of these people have told me in the past they think he's a buffoon. I don't think he's a buffoon. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he acts like a buffoon sometimes because I think he thinks people find that endearing, and I think some people do. Whatever the case, there are a lot of people out there who will tell you exactly what you want to hear, and it's sad and pathetic, and you wonder why we've lost three consecutive elections, four consecutive elections now uh, for the most part, and it's because... These people aren't being honest with you. These people aren't being honest. The only way, you have to counter it. If the candidates won't counter it, you got to find a way to counter it. And you got to separate one candidate from other candidates if that's what you want to do. And what am I talking about? The latest thing as far as giving ammunition to your enemies. And make no mistake, the Democrats are the enemies. So I say that with that in mind, not wanting to help our enemies, but hurt our enemies. Washington Post story. Headline, Trump calls political enemies vermin, echoing dictators Hitler, Mussolini. You sit there and you go, what? Well, I doubt Donald Trump knows this. 
it's stupid either way. Actually, there's no real way that you like. I still remember learning about the Eternal Jew documentary that the Nazis put together, where they compared Jews to rats. So at a time when there is heightened anti-Semitism, and no, I don't believe that Donald Trump is an anti-Semite, nor do I think he's a fascist or a totalitarian. I think that you're knowing that that is the narrative about you from the left. You don't use terms that like vermin, and you don't talk about how you're going to sick the Justice Department on your political enemies, all right? You bitch about what the Democrats are doing to you, how they're doing it. You don't say, and when I get in power, I'm going to do that again, because I don't think the presidency, I don't think a lot of people are going to vote for a president so they can get personal revenge against people they feel they have been wronged by. And the story from the Washington Post Former President Donald Trump. By the way, the story should be Joe Biden sucks. Joe Biden sucks. I won't suck. I'll make things better, period. And here's how. Not weren't things better when I was president. Put me back in there and they'll be magically the same. All the circumstances that Joe Biden created will be there, including the overspending, the overprinting of money and all of that. And Donald Trump doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle room on that one. He's got to lay out exactly what he would do to change the situation, not that him sitting in the, the Oval Office will suddenly make things right. It won't change the circumstances. He's going to have to change the circumstances. How would he change the circumstances? I've heard from other candidates how he'll cha they'll change the circumstances. Haven't heard from Donald Trump. I want to. I want him to make a case for himself other than I deserve it, because quite frankly, no one does. Anyway, back to the Post story. Former President Donald Trump designated his domestic opponents and critics during a, or denigrated his opponents and critics during a Veterans Day speech Saturday calling those on the other side of the aisle vermin and suggesting they pose a greater threat to the United States than countries such as Russia, China, and North Korea. The language is drawing rebuke from historians who compared it to that of authoritarian leaders. Again, I don't think Donald Trump means it that way. I just think he's not thinking. I think he's trying to rile up the crowd. He's playing to them. He's pandering to them. I cannot stand pandering from politicians or pundits or radio hosts or TV hosts or online people. The pandering is enough with it. It's self-defeating. Quote, we pledge to you that we will not, we will root out the communists, Marxist, fascists, radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections, Trump said towards the end of his speech, repeating his false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Quote, they'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and destroy the American dream. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat elections, and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The real threat is not from the radical right. The real threat is from the radical left. And it's growing every day, every single day. 
The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat is from within, because if you have a capable, competent, smart, tough leader, Russia, China, North Korea, they're not going to want to play with us. And they didn't. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. Thank you, New Hampshire. God bless you. As if to illustrate the point, and there's no way, I mean, the man has been alive long enough to know that the vermin comparison exists and the language of dict. I'd assume he did. I don't know that he was the best student, but I know that you can't escape this. I wasn't the best student and I knew this stuff. He took to his uh, truth social account to scream into an empty canister and send it over to Twitter through other people. He's an honor of our great veterans. It's basically the same thing. Uh, great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, lie, steal, and cheat on elections, and will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and the American dream. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Now, all of this is true. And there are ways of saying it and ways of using all of this language without talking about vermin. Sleeper cells. There you go. They work like enemy sleeper cells. In this there you go. Then you're not bringing in the subhuman subtext, the Nazi-esque subtext. I don't know. I can't believe that Donald Trump writes his own speeches, but I can't believe that he doesn't go over them. And I, you know, maybe he hired some 25-year-old he could get on the cheap to write the speech. Or maybe they're just sitting there and his little inner circle of sycophants kind of like seeing what they can get away with. Whatever it is, there needs to be some damn discipline and intelligence over there where people just go, you know what? Tone it down a little bit. Make the point a little bit better. Because why? Not because his voter base is going to be angry. This voter base doesn't give a damn. He was really telling the truth when he said he could have shot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nobody would have given a damn. His support is still, they could do that and they're not going to give a damn. They're not going anywhere. But again, you've got those people. You need more than those people. So you don't have to pander to them constantly. You can give them some credit that they are intelligent people and would like to have, I don't know, they'd like to learn a little bit more. Other than the other guy sucks. Just a little bit more. Add a little bit more to it. Put some more meat on the bone. Make a case for yourself. And be careful with your language. Why? Because you know that the left is sitting there ready to pounce. And they control the media. The left controls the media. A large percentage of What about Fox? Fox is insignificant. Fox is pathetic. Watch Fox. It's a shell of its former self. And its former self honestly kind of sucked too. Let's be honest about it. So you watch all this crap. You watch the five. The five is on in the next room. I can hear it now in the background. It is... It has potential. There are a couple of people on the five who know a thing or two, who are intelligent. And then there are other people on the five who are idiots, who are there because they bring an audience. And the audience, and it doesn't matter what kind of crap they put out there, they're going to win. They're going to be the top-rated cable news. They shouldn't be. They're on at 5 o'clock. 
it's a testament to how awful the primetime lineup is that the top-rated show on all of cable news is on at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's a problem, but Fox isn't going to address it. Why? Because they don't have to. They're still number one. All the stuff, well, Tucker left and the numbers were down. And Same thing when they fired Bill O'Reilly. Same thing when they got rid of anybody. Oh, what are they going to do? Who are they going to replace? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could have a monkey flinging poo on there and it would get a certain number of millions of viewers. It literally does not matter. I think that there is a large percentage of cable news viewers on all networks that are quite, frankly, they're dead in their recliner and they've yet to be discovered by family or neighbors. And that's it. The the television is on. They've got electronic, you know, electric bill and cable bill on auto pay. And so they the money keeps rolling in from Social Security and they're just dead and it's perpetual people. You got about a half million people just watching whatever is on. If not more, depending on the network. Because it's not news, it's crap. It's stupid people making stupid statements that would make you go, yeah, if you didn't know any better. And sadly, nobody's learning any better. It's pathetic. It's dumbing down of America. So when you give your enemies ammunition, their supporters are not going to believe it. They're going to go, this is crap. Donald Trump isn't talking like Hitler was. But over on the other networks, they're going to frame it as Donald Trump is talking just like Hitler. They'll have B-roll of the Eternal Jew documentary with the subtitles under it about the Jew, like the rat, and blah, 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 and there's vermin, and there's all the old tropes that the Nazis used. Communists, too. You don't give them that sort of ammunition. You never sell arms or give arms, even worse, to your political opponents. You can't do that and expect to win. You can't do that and expect to win. Donald Trump lost in 2020, not because he did a horrible job as president, but because people were sick of him. People hated him. People believed the lies about him. They believed the lies about Joe Biden that he could do better. Now they've lived through it. It sucks under Joe Biden. People are hurting. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to vote for somebody they hate. You would be surprised how many people will not vote for somebody they hate over somebody they think sucks at the job just because they don't want to vote. They can't bring themselves to vote for somebody they hate. How many times have you heard somebody, I can't vote for the lesser of two evils until I won't. I'll pick whatever the choice is. Whatever it is. When all things are equal at the end of the day and you look and you go, well, what if it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump? Donald, Joe Biden sucks at the job, but I hate Donald Trump. Well, which do you think wins? It kind of comes down to a coin toss. And I would posit that more people would vote for somebody they think sucks at the job rather than somebody they hate. Spite is a hell of a motivator. You need to be aware of it. You need to stop selling arms to our enemies. I want to play for you a clip from Morning Joe just to demonstrate how far the left will go in their rhetoric because it just doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. This is a guy, a professor called Brian Klass. He is a professor at the over in Germany, but he's an American. And he was on Morning Joe because 
he was willing to spew the name. If you're willing to do all this crap, just like if you're willing to really suck up to Trump, they'll get you on Fox. If you're willing to suck up to Biden, they'll put you on MSNBC. You could have no news value whatsoever. Hell, how many people have they given shows to that have no talent, no news value whatsoever simply because they suck up to one or the other? Some have been fired. Some have continued to have shows. It doesn't really matter. It's pathetic. Just stop being called news. But listen to this. This is what passed for Morning Joe this morning for commentary. If you think that Donald Trump giving these people ammunition is harmless or even funny or whatever, think of not yourself. Think of people who don't know any better, who don't follow the news, hearing this crap and going, whoa. Again, he's lifting straight from the 1930s, straight from fascist then. I know there are a lot of a lot of professors that don't want to go there, they say, oh, well, maybe it's not fascism yet. But you see January 6th, you see Donald Trump praising the people that stormed the Capitol, tried to overthrow American democracy, and then use the same words that Nazis in Germany used in the 30s and Mussolini used in Italy. Wait, what do you want to call it? Like you know, afternoon tea? Like if it if it sounds like Nazism, if it, if it walks like Nazism, if he makes threats the way he's making threats, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure what you call it if you don't call it fascism. Well, I think you can try to claim that there was a coincidence the first time this happened, but this has been going on for seven years. I mean, I think this is something where it's quite clear that he's lifting not just rhetoric, but actual plans from the authoritarian playbook. I mean, every week we get a new story about how they're gearing up to sort of politicize the Department of Justice and go after their perceived enemies, the rhetoric of the echoes of history. I mean, I study the breakdown of democracy, and I don't know how to say this more clearly. We are sleepwalking towards authoritarianism. And people are not waking up to this. And the Constitution is not written with magical ink. It is protected by the people who make brave choices during moments of political peril. And we are in one of those moments. So the question is, do voters wake up as well? Because our political class is not rising to the challenge. They're not distancing themselves in the Republican Party from this rhetoric. They're just sort of pretending like it doesn't exist. And we are literally walking towards a world in which Donald Trump is going to consolidate power, politicize the rule of law, and break down democracy one day at a time. And I think that's something that we have to really grapple with as we head towards the election next year, because that is the biggest story in American politics, and nothing else comes close. Now, I don't believe any of that shit for a second. But I am not their target audience. You don't believe any of that either, but you are not their target audience. Their audience, the people who willingly watch Morning Joe, believe every bit of that and worse. More importantly, they leave their televisions in the morning and they take that with them to work. They take that with them to the gym. They take that with them to the daycare center, to wherever it is. And they live in fear of that. And they have all deputized themselves to go around and tell everybody under the sun this same load of crap. Look out, he's coming for you. He's a monster. He's a this, he's a that, he's a the other thing. And people who don't pay attention to the news will believe it. People who don't understand history will believe it. Why? Because you can play Donald Trump comparing his political opponents to vermin. 
we're going to get rid of communists. We're going to do that. And you can read, give them the story to the Washington Post of how Donald Trump and the New York Times, and I get it, it's the Washington Post, the New York Times. You have to understand that doesn't mean the same thing to most people. Those that read that and go, oh my God, he's going to weaponize the Department of Justice. And then they can show clip after clip after clip out of context and short and framed and however they want of Donald Trump saying he's going to go after his political enemies. He's going to go after the Biden family. He's going to go this, that, and the other thing. And you think, my God, I thought about voting for him, but it seems like he wants a second term so that he can smite his enemies, so that he can exact his revenge. How does that help me? What does that do for the country? Nothing. He really needs to start thinking to be a little bit smarter. I understand that's not really his shtick, but recognize that it's shtick. At least pray to God that it's shtick. And recognize that sooner or later he's got to try and make a case for himself to people he doesn't already have in his back pocket. It's not enough to be the other guy. You go back to 2012, Barack Obama was not particularly popular leading into that election. If Mitt Romney had not sucked so bad as a candidate and not been so wishy-washy on things as a candidate, and Todd Akin had not been Todd Akin and what have you, but Mitt Romney was the biggest problem, he really seriously ran risk of winning that election. He just didn't run a race. He didn't. McCain got blown out of the water, but it could have been a hell of a lot closer if McCain hadn't been such a do-good ninny pussy and decided to use the Reverend Wright stuff against Barack Obama, but he wouldn't do it. And he poo-pooed the idea. He's not a radical. He just thinks different. No, he's a member of a radical, racist piece of crap church. That kind of is an indicator. You don't sit there for 20 years. You could say he did it because he's calculating, but there's no way in God's green earth you could sit there and go, yeah, he must not have known that his priest was a, was a racist piece of crap. Oh, no, they knew. It was the black church to join if you wanted to be part of the political power structure in Chicago. Oprah sat there. Do you think Oprah's a good person? Oprah sat there for decades. Do you think they just both happened to miss all those sermons about evil whitey and how the country sucks and everything? No, they didn't miss it. They probably didn't buy into it, but they recognized the utilitarian nature of it, and they sat silently in the pews. I mean, that's a hell of a coincidence that over 20-plus years of attending a church religiously to the point that you dedicate a freaking book to the guy, that you happen to miss every one of his racist sermons when there are a hell of a lot of racist sermons? I ain't buying that for one second. Anyway, I want you to, here's Jamie, and I tell you, that narrative about Donald Trump, that narrative about Republicans is constantly reinforced, which is why it constantly has to be discredited and blown out of the water by candidates who can message properly, who can reach out to people who are naturally inclined because of where they get their information from to recoil in horror and think, oh my God, is this person really Hitler? Does that person have horns or whatever? Because this message is being reinforced on Morning Joe. It's all through MSNBC, all through the print media, and all through elected Democrats. There isn't a single one of these elected Democrats that is a decent human being who has a soul worth discussing. You got Jamie Raskin, as your moral compass and you are truly lost 
This was Jamie Raskin. He's sitting across from Ginger Goebbels, Jen Psaki on Sunday. She doesn't say a damn thing about this either because she's a part of, honestly, the fascistic industrial complex that makes up the progressive left. But that it exists doesn't matter if the people who are falling prey to it aren't aware of it existing. And they're not. They're just inundated nonstop with crap like this. Well, the, the role of the government, in his view, is to advance his political fortunes and destroy his political enemies. So what would a second term look like? It would look a lot like Vladimir Putin in Russia. It would look a lot like Viktor Orban in Hungary. Illiberal democracy, meaning democracy without rights or liberties or respect for the uh, due process system, the rule of law. You're going to hear that 10,000 times. In the next year, if Donald Trump is the nominee, you're going to hear it 10,000 different times with 10,000 different clips of Donald Trump saying things that don't mean that, but can be twisted to mean that because he is loose with his language and likes playing with fire. I want Donald Trump to be a better candidate because I want the Republicans to nominate a better candidate because more often than not, a better candidate and better campaigner wins in elections. These two guys are a different sort of example in that these are probably the two most widely known candidates ever to run for president, if it, if it ends up being both of them. And there's no, re and, and there's no reason to believe it won't be, but there's no reason to assume that they will be right now. But the, there's nobody who hasn't heard of Joe Biden and doesn't have an opinion about Joe Biden. There's nobody who doesn't know who Donald Trump is and doesn't have an opinion about Donald Trump. There are very few persuadable people. So you've got to sort of work against preconceived notions. Joe Biden has to show some competence because he's looked at as an old doddering fool who's wildly incompetent. He also has to show that he can walk up a flight of stairs or down a flight of stairs. Donald Trump has to show that he is not Hitler reincarnated. It shouldn't be that hard. That he is not a narcissistic buffoon only in this for himself. That gets a little more difficult. I'm only partially kidding. But something has to change. And the best thing to do when you're in a hole is stop digging. And when you're arming your opponents... Stop giving them the arms. Stop giving them ammunition. If you stop giving them ammunition, sooner or later, Democrats will have to try to run on what they've done and what they want to do. And what they want to do and what they've done will be so disconnected from one another that all you really have to do is point it out. And even Stevie Wonder will be able to see the disconnect between the two. If you want to make things better, you have a plan to make things better, why do things suck so bad right now? The issue needs to become Democrats and Joe Biden and their incompetence. For that to happen, whoever the Republicans ultimately nominate has to be able to step back and not be the issue themselves, but talk about them. It's a tough call for some people. I don't know if they can. all the candidates can do it. I believe some of them can, but maybe one might have a little bit more difficulty than others. There, I'm trying to tone down. I'm trying to be diplomatic because I, I will vote for the guy if he gets the nomination. 
I'd just honestly much rather somebody else get the nomination because I believe that they could run a more effective and smarter and better, more more likely to win campaign. I don't like rematches, especially when you're the loser, because I think you want to be the winner when you're going into a rematch because, you know, you've already done it once. Joe Biden and give me yeah, there was it was a rigged system. Nothing's been done to unrig it. All those ridiculous laws in Pennsylvania are still in place. Why? Because nobody's bothered to really find creative, important ways to challenge them. The president, President Trump's legal focus has not been on that. He complains about it an awful lot, but his legal focus has been on defending himself from a whole bunch of stuff. The RNC could do it, but again, they don't seem all that interested. So we're going to go into 2024 with largely the same sets of laws in place, whether COVID is around or not, that we had in 2020. What's the thing about definition of crazy is doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result? Anyway, that's enough for today. I don't know. Probably pissed everybody off, but so be it. Somebody's got to say this stuff, and you're not getting it from a bunch of people who live in the rear ends of all of these politicians. Have a great Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow.